He didn't go to Uluru, but no. we're still recording remotely for many, many reasons that yeah. relate to my schedule, my desire to go on holidays. Yep. And by the way, the private feed, we're just going to talk about holidays. I'm in holiday mode. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and Stephen, you've been on well. Are you okay, buddy? I am better now. Uh, wasn't, what happened? wasn't so good. Did Joe you know, mistreat a... you in some way? No, not at all. Do you need all, me no. to call anyone? I got a bug or something or food poisoning or something Sunday night. Uh, and all, all Sunday into Monday, was just uh, talking into the big white telephone, unfortunately. <laughs> Did no one else get it? No. Wow. Me. Yeah, just me. And it was uh, it was solid too, like really. Does Joe I, send I, you I'm, to another room? Was that like, mate, you can sleep in the spare room? Well, I was I was just uh, trying to sleep in our room, and then yeah, it was started to started my my refunding as um as, as mentioned in <laughs> I think that's what you call it in Seinfeld. Started my ref, refunding, yeah, wow. uh, middle of the night and just. But yeah, it was literally it was a twenty four hour bug because you're pretty much back to. Well, yeah, I reckon I'm about ninety percent now. I, I, uh, all of Monday was out. That's why there's no Tech Guide podcast this week. If anyone, if anyone's wondering, I don't think anyone is. Just quietly haven't oh, had one come email. Come on, Steve. Haven't had we'll... one email. Where's the Tech Guide podcast? There'll be but... emails. Of, uh, yeah, it's because I was crook, crook, uh, crook as couldn't do it. Couldn't lift my head off the lounge. But um, I bagged you heavy on John Stanley's show. Did you really? What did you say? Thanks for filling in, by the way. All all I did was text him saying, mate, I'm crook. I'm out. See you next week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, they rang me and he goes, mate, I'm calling from John Stanley's program. I went, I'm happy to help, mate. I know he's sick. And he goes, oh. And I'm like, we're like best mates. We talk. (laughs) He was like, he was taken aback. It was funny. Um, And uh, I don't know. I can't remember what I said. I can't remember what I said, but I bagged you heavy. Did you really? Oh, that's nice of you, mate. Yeah. (laughs) I bagged everyone. I unleashed on Hadley. Everyone, really? it was good fun. Yep. Good forum on 2GB to be doing that. Yeah, well, yeah. it'll get back. It'll get back. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, it was slow recovery, mate. We're, uh, yeah, I didn't go to Uluru for well, – luckily I didn't because I would have been – I'm still not quite 100%. It wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't have yeah. been really good getting on a plane. But, um, yeah, got other little matters business, happening business in the background. Meetings. Business Some meetings. Some business matters happening in the background, which I'll discuss uh, soon uh, to, to do with uh, – some other stuff I've been working on. Let's just yeah. keep it that way. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's just keep it that way. It's, but, you know, that's, right. it's funny because that I think people, and I say people, and I don't mean to be disparaging at all. I'm just trying to paint the picture. It's different when, you know, working for the men. So you, I think about the mates that I have like around here, you know, the, the, it's, I always say it's the, it's the parents of school mates, mates. Yep. Um, and, you know, they've all got normal jobs, real jobs. Yep. Um, nine to fives or, you know, a boss yeah. and all that stuff. And, you know, it's kind of easy to switch off in some ways when you do like, and it's also easy to just plan, but I'm like, yeah. so I was picked Jacko up from the train this afternoon and we're driving along and we're talking about uh, next week. And he goes, Oh, the boys from, from the other, the old school are thinking about going to the movies. Cause they they finish up on Wednesday. I went finish up and he goes, yeah, it's like Easter holidays. Easter, I went, yeah. Oh man. Cause I don't have that kind of thing in my diary. Yeah. I don't have Easter in my diary at all. And, and I'm like, oh, that's going to completely screw me because I had this post Grand Prix. I'm like, okay, I've got this good window of a few weeks where I can just, you know, get some work done. And now I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to juggle everything, you know, home, works, everything. And you, you kind of, it's hard to plan. And sometimes things come up like you were dead set for Uluru and then something yeah. really then, important yeah, happens nowhere, and you're like, yeah. oh, you know, you got to well, make a decision. That like I, it was, I, I had a meeting and then everything changed for the following week. Just it was that urgent that I had to be here yeah. and now, yeah. And even yeah. those plans have changed. And 
yeah, it, it can when when you when you're out on your own, mate. Things as you know can come out of nowhere. You can get requests to do various things, and you can get asked to go to various places and to. So uh, we're very much mercurial sort of people, aren't we? Mercurial. mercurial. I know the word, but I don't know what it means. So, you know, we're always sort of chopping and changing and doing stuff and getting here, doing that, doing this, and it, we're the opposite of the nine to five, knowing what to expect. You know, and on the rail sort of careers. I feel like you're much better than me at switching off, though. I feel like you have a really good, um, like, nighttime routine where it's like, okay, I've done my X number of stories today. Yep. I'm, you know, it's switch off time. It's dinner time. It's, you know, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm yeah. going to do those things. I, I want well, to play PlayStation. Wait mate, tonight I was riding till 6.30 tonight, mm. just catching up. But so yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in the middle of the day, I had to help my mum and dad do some couple of things as well. So, mm. But no, but I like to reward myself. That That's what I do with my switch-off time is yeah, I like yeah. to reward myself. If I know that, okay, if I get it through a certain number of stories today and I'll finish this on time, I'm going to watch a movie or do something or, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how I like to look at it. Get me to the end of the day. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. I, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I like to start the day going, this is my to-do list. Mm. Like I'll open a, a note, like in the Google Keep or Apple Notes, and I'll go, right, these are the three things I want to do today. And – when I do that, I'm so much better at achieving it. Mm. Whereas if I put it in the diary, like little yeah. blocks, and I never normally get to it because, you know, just things come up and stuff. So having a physical list yeah, right. is is my, you know, guiding light kind of thing. So yeah. yeah, I'm not much of a list maker. I'm sort of, my list's up here. I'm pointing yeah. to my head. <laughs> That's where my list is. Yeah. Joe's it's, a list maker. My wife's different. a genius yeah, right. list maker. She loves having a list. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. And I'm Does she talking... make lists for you? No. No. Okay. For what she's got to do during the day, I find it on the kitchen bench when I, if I'm if I'm in the morning, it's there. She's very methodical about all I that. I say that she to Amanda all, all the time. You know, we'll have an argument because, you know, she did too much of the work around the house. And I'm like, you just got to tell me what you want done. I'm on it. Like, I'm yeah, I'm all in. But just I'm the same. let's yeah, make I'm a list. Same, yeah. So Amanda had, because uh, it was election weekend last week, and Amanda was, you know, handing out and then scrutineering yep. and, and then she had to work on Sunday. So we just said to the kids, mum's out for the weekend. Uh, we're going to see when we go to baseball. That's pretty much it. And so I sat the kids down on Saturday morning. I said, listen, I want mum to come home to a clean house. I want it to yep. be good. So we're going to write a list of all the things. And it was like a full pay, page yeah, cool. list. And yeah. we just put someone's name next to it. And, mate, they we nailed it. We that's nailed good. it. And that's, that's a good way I of I think even, that's as much yeah. rewarding. It's just going, you know what? This is it, kids. Yeah. And I don't care how long it takes you to do it, but that's today. This is today. Absolutely. I remember growing up, we used to have, I used to have my chores I had to do. Hmm. And and it was, and it wasn't, it wasn't getting paid for it. It was like, you know, being, having everything provided for me as a child, I suppose, was, yeah. was payment enough. But I remember having my jobs to do. I, my, my job was cleaning the pool. I was in charge of the pool. Right. Had to sweep the big our big garage every every Saturday morning and do the things around the house. You know, we have so. a rotation. We have a spreadsheet, Google spreadsheet, <laughs> so the kids can open it on their phone. And it's chores: there's dishes, washing, and bins, and it rotates every week. Yep. And and Harry and Jackson have a standing agreement that when Harry's on bins and Jackson's on washing, they swap. Harry loves oh. doing the washing, but does, does not do really? the bins. Harry likes doing the washing. He's happy to sit up on the mate because you yeah. take the washing upstairs, you sit it on mum and dad's bed, you put bloody Netflix or YouTube on, and you fold and sort clothes. Oh, the washing is in folding the clothes. I mean, do the dishwasher. I thought you meant dishes. No, no, dishes uh, is a separate task. But that's okay, just unpacking the dishwasher. It's not a dishwasher. Oh yeah, yeah, you got a dishwasher, but yeah, yeah. packing and unpacking the dishwasher is a job in itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, we digress. Wow. Um, 
we are we are here to do something much much more important than dishes, and that is this. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. And with apologies, no Tech Guide podcast this week, but I put the EFTM in a day earlier. I think we're going to surprise <laughs> people with this show a day earlier. We'll Cut just bring everything forward a day. <laughs> I reckon we just bring everything forward a day and make people then okay. have a longer little weekend. Fair enough. Fair That's enough. my thought. What do you think? Okay. Do we, is yeah, that motion carried? Why not? But the movie, the movie podcast is going to be out. Like, that can't be out a day early. No, the that, movie that podcast stays, will stay Saturday. Fixed yeah. schedule. Fixed can't schedule. go before the original feed for it. Yeah. No. Um, but I figure we should, and we have briefly talked about this before. I really can't remember. But um, we have to talk about TikTok uh, yeah. because it is all the, it's all your feed if you're on TikTok, but it's also a lot of media commentary. So yeah. Obviously, TikTok is in this space where in America there's congressional hearings, uh, which we'll talk about, and there's a, there's actually a bill going to going to Congress there about basically an internet filter, an internet restriction. It's much bigger than TikTok, mm. and that'll come out over the next few days. But yep. you know, the CEO of TikTok went to Washington, sat down in front of a a, a big list of of congressmen and women, and they talked to him and didn't allow him to talk back. That's how I'd summarize it. So he was out and from China or from he was the US head of TikTok? He, he's the head of TikTok. He's the CEO of TikTok. And I'll right. pull you up Global immediately yeah. on, on the number one problem. Yeah. People think it's a Chinese app. It's not. It's not even available in China. It's, it's headquartered oh. in Los Angeles and Singapore. Right. He, and I'll be really blunt about it. He's an Asian man. And there was a couple of congressmen that talked to him like he was Chinese. And he goes, um, I'm Singaporean. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of fascinating that. Well, you so, knew it was going to be angled that way anyway. It oh, always has mate, been. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Singaporean uh, and, and U.S. company, uh, 7,000 employees in the U.S., data centers in the U.S. and Singapore. That's where our data is. And 150 million Americans on TikTok. Can you believe? Is that all? I thought there's more. That's half the population. Wow. Okay. Half. Oh, that's just in America. Oh, that's just in that's the U.S. That's just in yeah. America. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. There's no numbers for Australia, but I, I spoke to Lee Hunter, the boss of TikTok Australia, on the EFTM podcast, if you want to have a listen to that. Really good chat, 20 minutes odd, and and he didn't give numbers, but he said it's several million. Um, there it'll is, be, there's it'll a, be close to it. What, what would you guesstimate that be? Or would six it be, million. So you reckon a quarter? Uh, I, easily. I thought it would be more than that. I, I'd say a third. Yeah, yeah but you've got to remember adult, you know, the, the, not the total population. It's kind of the adult population. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Six, six, between six and ten, but it's probably closer to six or seven. And I think mm. that's still huge. That's a massive, yeah. massive platform. And so the congressional hearing it was a joke. They would ask. Look, there was one guy that goes, "Can you confirm if uh, TikTok has access to my Wi-Fi?" And the CEO, <laughs> like with a blank look on his face, thinking, "Is this bloke serious?" He goes, "Well, yeah. I mean, it has to to get on the internet. So, duh." Unless you, um, you know, really stupid questions. Yeah. So. That all happened in the U.S. And then there's been a bit of reporting here in Australia about, you know, some uh, a Senate inquiry here. And, and there's a – I think it's a Senate inquiry into foreign interference on social media is the name of it, yep. um, which there's been a lot of submissions about. There was also a 60 Minutes report this week. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah, there was yeah. a 60 Minutes report. So what was your take on the 60 Minutes report? Uh, it, it, it showed a few things that I didn't know. There's like a few things like it, how it, it, a lot of the th- permissions it asked for. Name one. Like, you know, like your elevation and the direction you're facing and all these sorts of things. Open up your iPhone right now. Yeah, I know. No, no, open up your iPhone for me. Yeah. I want okay. to show you something. All right. 
You got you because you got TikTok on that iPhone, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. So go to settings and everyone do this just for giggles on right? TikTok settings. So no, no, just go to the settings app. Yep. Normal settings and then scroll okay. all the way down to TikTok. You know how there's a long list of all the applications. Yep. So I'm going to location. No, what I'm looking no, for? no, no, no. You're scrolling down to TikTok. Oh, in okay. the list, yeah, all the apps. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So all the oh, way down to TikTok and then you click yep. on TikTok and it'll show you all the things. Yeah, that that it's asked for and has access to local right? network, microphone, camera. Um, Can you see location? Refresh, cellular data, location. No, no. TikTok allow tracking. That says allow tracking. That's the, that's cross app tracking. That's you know. Right. Um, but you, why would you allow that, man? Everyone says no it's to that. Just there. But anyway, that's the, that's now, cross then. that's cross app tracking, right? That's that right. thing that Apple introduced. But TikTok does not request access to your GPS location. So why did they say that on 60 Minutes then? Great question. Yeah. This <laughs> this hacker who's wearing a hoodie and in a dark, you know, it's, it's all but set it up. But wasn't that the very, idea very of that? Negative. The display could sort of dive into the code. He and cracked sort of the find... source code. Yeah. But there's no location that, not... access. I, I know that it, it sounds very much like you're obviously pro TikTok and sticking up for TikTok in this instance. Yeah. But does that not sound suspicious to you that he's gone into the code and discovered this thing? Have you been in the code and discovered this? To be no, not the case, like well, how does he dis- how does he how does he see elevation when yeah. no TikTok app yeah. asks for your GPS location? I don't know. It doesn't. It, so I, I, what I yeah. the only explanation I can give, and so my summary of the sixty minute story is this: I say to people, I believe it was hundred percent factual, with a large amount of opinion that skewed the story negatively, right mm. towards TikTok. Um, I think that if he did get into the source code, I, I imagine, and you think about code, right? Yeah. I, I imagine a bunch of variables set up that allow for things like elevation That's what I was going to say. Yeah, there, there's a lot of Y and N, yes or no, sort of the, in the code, eh? so it lets you turn things on and off. It's kind of there. So there's the possibility of as it, if, but it's not working. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually not used. Now, right. yeah. then, and, and uh, Amelia, he said, and, you know, it's got access to your calendar, and, you know, you hear that. You're sitting at home. You're a 70-year-old going, oh, my God, it's got access to my calendar? Firstly, you choose to say yes to that. Mm. It doesn't just do it. It, it says, yeah. do you want to allow access to your calendar, yes or no? You get to choose yes or no. Secondly, it does that so that you can add, like, live streams to your calendar so you don't miss them and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same as the American 60 Minutes. I did a TikTok on this. The American 60 Minutes had a story going, um, this app has access to your camera, your microphone. And I'm going, it's TikTok. <laughs> yeah, How else do, are you yeah. going to record so a video? So Facebook and Twitter and everyone. Yeah. But it's a video yeah. app. Of course it does. Yeah. But if you are a scroller and not a creator, you can turn off access yeah. to the camera and the microphone. And so I've kind of got to this point where I, I think this is an awesome discussion because what it means is that we and hopefully many more people talk about permissions and data, but but not about TikTok, about every social media platform. So let's all open up our phones and go, Facebook, what am I going to turn off here? I don't want them to know my location. Turn off, turn yeah. off, turn off. Why do I need – Facebook doesn't need to know my location. We don't check in anymore. That's yeah. that's old school, right? I um, do. I checked in at a core stadium last You week. are a very old man. <laughs> Only old people do that. Um, but do you know my point? It's it's like let's talk about app permissions and and let people understand that when you install an app, it asks you these things and you choose yes or no. Mm. TikTok's biggest, uh, the 
biggest thing I hate about TikTok is it constantly asks you, do you want to share your friends list? So, and yeah. then it wants to have access to your contacts. I never allow that because I don't want it to have my contacts list. But people do that so that you can find your friends. But I hate that it keeps asking you. It's so, so stupid. Mm. But, mate, the so fact there's is. No, I'm just looking through my settings now. Hmm. There's nothing on there um, that would ask. From the settings on my device here, on my iPhone, mm. yeah. there's nothing that's different to Facebook or Twitter. Nope. In fact, if you yeah. open Facebook, it's probably asking for more. Because it's asking for location. I will do that. Okay. Well, Facebook, hang on. I'll open, I will do that. Yeah. Hang on. So, didn't realize I've got so many bloody apps on my phone here. Hang and on. yeah, I, I totally get that it sounds like I'm just all pro TikTok. I'm, I'm pro conversation as opposed to fear and propaganda. I'm pro. There, there's one let's that's talk extra in Facebook, I've noticed mm. Bluetooth. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. And it's asked for everything else is the same, but Bluetooth. Why? Why that? I'm going to go back to TikTok and see. Probably if so. You can stream videos to your Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, yeah right. I don't know. I mean, but I've done. Maybe. I do that on TikTok. If I've got my headphones connected yeah. on Bluetooth, and um, it does so that it must anyway. allow. For, I don't know, mate. Maybe so that it can detect uh, like a speaker on the other side of the room, and you can send it to there, like Spotify does. Do you know how Creepy. Spotify? <laughs> you just press that button, and and it just kind what of. What other apps to a should I check? Twitter. I think Twitter. Twitter wouldn't have as half as many as this. And you want to bet? Twitter. Twitter's just asking for um, location. I've got while using it. Uh, photos, microphone, speech recognition, mm. camera, background app refresh, cellular data. Yeah. So here's the great thing. It doesn't stand out to be any greater or worse no. than Facebook and Twitter on my device. So the other thing, so I've said, let's continue and let's push the conversation that educates people about permissions so that everyone knows that you can control as best you can the data that, that you are actually handing over. Yep. And then secondly, the bigger conversation, because it's not going to get banned. It might in America, who knows, they're weird. Maybe banned against by some people like government workers or something like that. I'm it? saying ban it in the government and get this. Lee Hunter, boss of TikTok Australia, yep. said, I agree. Yeah, right. Flat out, just would said, I agree. Why, why would he, what, well, just to keep because, him at ease or why? Because he, it, well, basically he says, I agree. And I think we should have that same conversation about all social media apps. Now, he didn't go into yeah. the, the whys yeah. about that. I kind of, you know, gave my opinion big time about yeah. that. Because I think that if you're the Minister for Defence, let alone the member for bloody, you know, the, the Rabbitohs, wherever the hell's a member down there. Um, I think that I don't want any business, any company knowing more about you than your constituents do. Mm. So the, one of the big arguments that happened in this U.S. congressional hearing was, um, you know, they talk about can China get the data? Well, no, but then they go, but Chinese citizens on, in mainland China have access to your servers because they're engineers. I'm like, okay, that's true. But, doesn't Facebook have engineers all over the world too? Are you telling me Facebook has no employees yeah. in China and therefore they have no employees that could, you know, get access to the data if they want it? Yep. And I, like I said to Lee Hunter, mate, you don't know that you don't have an engineer in Sydney who's disgruntled with the government and might not turn on you and then log into the data. So it's, yeah. it's the same for everyone and we should be having the same conversation about all the social media, let alone the fact that yeah. how much time are they spending on the bloody thing when they should be doing work? Absolutely. And by the way, the federal member for Kingsford Smith is Matt Thistlethwaite. Went to my high school. I know him very well. He is a South man. 
That's but uh, has the Twitter boss in Australia? Or there is no Twitter else, boss in Australia anymore. Or, you know, sorry, think. I'm sorry. The TikTok boss in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Said, or anyone, any other TikTok leader, mm. CEO, whatever, has any of them come out and said we are no worse than Facebook and Google? That yep, that's pretty we've much said that 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 same thing. Yep, yeah. that's pretty much what Lee Hunter said to me on the air. Yeah, podcast. and we've said we've mentioned this before. The fact that. There's no real stink around Facebook and Twitter, uh, Facebook and Google, because they happen to be American companies. Yeah, and look, I, American I headquartered companies. I'm not naive. I understand yeah. the problems with China in the yeah. friggin' international waters and Taiwan, all that stuff. I get it. I do, but I, I'm I'm still in the Huawei camp here, where I go, where's the evidence that someone in China took a bunch of data and used it in some way? Well. Yeah, Where's the evidence? Cool. It's, otherwise, yeah, they it's wouldn't just be very scared. good spies if you could see the evidence, mate. No, but if you're um, if you're the spy agencies telling mm. us that this has to happen, yeah. Where's the evidence? Because even with Huawei, the spy agencies only said it was a risk. They didn't say mm. it had happened. Yeah. So is that the same thing theme for TikTok then? That it's a risk, and you like we, but, the, the but guy it's as on... much risk because Facebook might have employees in China as it is with TikTok because. Mm. Their employees, their headquarters are primarily outside of China. They just happen to have – when you had VoiceBite, where were the people that did the code? Uh, in Australia. Okay. Well, you were a very young mm-hmm. and prosperous startup. <laughs> yeah. I think most big companies are offshoring to yeah, India. In India. And yeah. to China and to wherever, yeah, we right? We had several offers to do that, yeah. So mm. that's what happens. And, like, the biggest thing is, mate, people don't care. Yeah. The average Joe doesn't care about this. Yeah, they I really don't. And it, yeah, it, it, so it's a hard one to make a case for, don't you reckon? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think um, they're all as bad as each other, and by that I mean they're all sucking the same amount of data, looking for the same kind of information to advertise at you better. Um, mm. TikTok included, they have ads in there now, don't they? So if, yeah, and their algorithm, they they just want you to spend more time on the on the app, which they're genius at doing because they seem to serve up stuff that you want to look at. Spot on. They know yeah. they know exactly what you like and what you don't like, and they just know how to keep you on there longer. If that if that's a crime, then guilty because TikTok's really good at it. Yeah, and, and you know, I as I say, all for an investigation as long as we're talking about all of them, because oh, for sure, you know, Facebook's got form. Hello, Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, exactly like, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. Jesus. I know. Yeah. So, how protected is the data? Where is it protected? Um, yeah. And. And so this bill, and I haven't looked at it in detail, but I've just seen a bit about it in the last few days, and I think it'll be the story of the next week, is this uh, restrict bill in the US. It's like, mate, it's next level. So forget TikTok for a minute completely. It's like it talks about uh, foreign interference in devices in your home, like your Wi-Fi network and everything. So this could, I mean, it'll never get through because America will just be in uproar and hopefully they'll actually talk to their local Congress people because that's what we need to do as well as, as individual citizens. You talk to Matt Thistlethwaite and you tell them what you think so that they know how they should vote and what their constituents yep. think. But oh, I think America is going down a completely different path to Australia. Australia is just focusing on foreign interference in social media, um, the, how, that Im, how that impacts on Facebook and Twitter and others we had to see. I don't know when that inquiry is going to be, but I I suspect it'll be in the next month or two, and that'll be fascinating. Because but aren't aren't there Australian politicians that are on TikTok? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, that, mate, they make be boring awkward, content. Awkward. 
So yeah, good luck to them. But yeah, I mean they are, and this is the thing: if it gets banned on government devices, how do they make content yeah. to market themselves in elections? Is it is it okay that their their staff use it? Like, what's what's the boundary? Yeah, they'll have to be cut it off. Yeah, they'll have to use their daughter's iPhone or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there have to be some sort of you know way through it. Otherwise, they'll never let it happen. Um, but I just don't. So you're saying it won't happen. It'll happen in America, but not here. I think the government ban will happen in Australia too. I really do. I think they'll just follow suit. Yeah. I I mean, I think, I think America will take way too long and then nothing will happen there. Their politics is so skew if that they'll struggle to, to make things happen though, as many of the, the congressmen said, this, this issue unites both sides of the, the aisle over there. So yeah. Maybe stuff can get through. It's a bipartisan but I think, issue. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. I've heard, like, it's funny how, I don't know how many representatives they have, but the number that were in the room seemed extreme. But then there has started to be a few videos come up of other Congress people that seem to have a more realistic view of things like this. Mm. And the other thing I'd say is, um, have you interviewed or spoken, have you physically met or spoken to the boss of Facebook or Instagram or Twitter in Australia? No. No, I mean when Karen Stocks was running Twitter, I, I met her and, and yep. had a bit to do with them. Mia Garlic was, you know, uh, someone we spoke to early on at Facebook, but you know they don't really talk at all. No, very much whereas, driven out of the US, aren't they? Yeah. Whereas here's TikTok, pretty open. Yeah. And I, I man, I've got to respect that. I respect the fact that they're standing in front of it. Yeah. They stood up and went they on sixty to. minutes. It was always yeah. going to be kind of negative and bad, but yeah, it, it, I think it played in their favour to just be there. Yeah, the guy that cracked the source code seemed pretty sure of himself, though, about what, what was in there, but couldn't. If, like you said, source code. Source code versus a, data. So it's yeah, different. It's that's different. different yeah. I think it's different to being like I'm looking at people's data and here's what they've collected. Um, yeah. You know, I might have source code on, uh, you know, like an entry form that says we're going to, we're able to collect friggin' mobile numbers and home phone landlines, but I only put the form field in for mobile because no one's going to type landline. So yeah. in every, in every line of the data, there's a blank bit of code, blank yeah. bit of space for the, for the yeah. home, home line. Understood. It never gets collected. Yeah. So that's what I wonder. I wonder whether that source code. Yeah. Um, and also it's just that, it's just that education about why does it need my contacts? Let's talk about that. That's the conversation I think we should be having. Is so why would follow, it ask for this? So you, follow, you can follow your friends. Is that right? Yeah. So you can, you can have your friends in there. It'll recommend your friends' content yeah. to you, and you can easy, more easily share with them. Right? That's what it's yeah. for. Yeah. Why does it want your calendar? So that you can do a live, schedule a live, and see other people's lives and, that, and add them to your calendar. Like, that's, yep. that's why. They don't, I mean, the problem is, obviously, the neg like a, what do you say, someone with a, 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 a pessimistic view of it would say yes, but they can see your calendar. Great. But yep. that's the same as saying Alexa is listening all the time and can hear everything that's said in your yeah, house. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, do you know what? You, your iPhone can see your calendar too. Yeah. And so can your, uh, your computer. Yeah. Any device you've got can see your calendar. Yeah, but it's not an app that's got the, China yeah, link to the Chinese Communist Party, Stephen. I guess, but I think, yeah, I know people <laughs> panic when they hear microphone, camera roll. Hello, that's the... There's another the education. Yeah. We, you know, we yeah. should be reminding people that little green dot, that little orange dot, that's what they're yeah. there for on your iPhone. Your yep. phone is not listening to you. If it was, there'd be a little orange dot yeah. all the time. So the orange dot's only there if you're um, recording your something or, or you're on a phone call. 
Yeah. If yeah. the microphone is active, if Facebook yeah. was listening. And green is your camera, is that Green is That's the right. camera. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people notice that little dot. Yeah, I think it's a kind of lesser known feature. It came out in like iOS 14, I reckon. Does but... it come on when you're doing just browsing TikTok, mate? Just, just I out, out of... I'm Have just browsing TikTok it? now. <gasps> no, it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> would you panic if you still see a little green dot up there, mate? Absolutely. While you're scrolling, little green I dot pops up. I would lose my mind. Wow. But anyway. Is, uh, it, is it... Would they be cheeky enough to allow... If you've allowed access hmm. for your microphone, for example, yeah. would they be cheeky enough to turn it on and not let you know? Well, they can't not let you know because it's the operating system that triggers that orange dot. Okay. So the app doesn't get to say turn on and off the orange dot. It's the it's the code in the operating system that says the microphone's on, show it to someone. Yeah. So and the I'm app sure, can't I'm sure not you've do been that. asked this too. How many times have people said to you, I'm sure Facebook's listening to me? I had it at lunch on Monday that you missed. Yeah. Just said it to me. And I said, cognitive bias is what's happening. You you were always going to see those ads, but because yeah. you talked about it, it it resonated with you. Well, so, the, yeah, I I explained that was was when you you they've been there the whole time, but because you it was fresh in your mind and you spoke about it, and then mm. you suddenly noticed the ad, it was there the whole time. It's like it's like if you're in mm. the market for a certain type of car, you see more of those see cars them on the on road. road. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's not like there's being a, yeah. a, a conspiracy to put more of the cars in front yeah. of you. And it's yeah. called cognitive bias, and your phone is. Is that the technical term? Is it cognitive it is. bias? Cognitive bias. Okay. Yep. Because I've had so that it's question. Every day is a school day. So many times, like legit. Oh, yeah. That so, that'd make me yeah. a millionaire if I had a dollar for every time I've been asked. Yeah, me too. I wish I did. Should have charged for all this. Imagine if Facebook came out tomorrow and said, "Yeah, we were listening the whole time." We were listening the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you got us. We were listening the whole time. <laughs> Zuckerberg just says, look, I resign. But by, by the way, we were listening the whole time. Mic drop. would <laughs> <laughs> that be funny? And then wow. TikTok comes in and goes, yeah, me, us too. We yeah, were listening the whole time. But they well. did it first. Yeah, we just followed them, yeah. And by the way, China's got all your data. You know, like just to, just throw it in. It'll be like a new, what do they call it? Uh, airing the dirty laundry on a, like oh, yeah. in, the, in the news cycle. Yes, which you throw know? out the trash day. Yes. Terrorist attack in, in, you know, in, in Europe. Let's quickly announce a policy no one likes. You know, um, <laughs> well. that's, that's the way it is. Oh, look, I am happy to be swayed in every direction on this thing. Yeah. But I'm just yet to be pushed in a negative way against TikTok. And, you know, I love the platform too. I think it is genius. I think it's a better social media platform and that's why this is happening. In the US, they say there's lobbyist money and all that coming from Meta. I don't know that for a yep. fact. I don't know. But it makes kind of sense that the biggest losers from TikTok's dominance are people that take ad revenue on social media and that's going to be Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, right? Mm. So they, they don't want TikTok working yeah. in America. That would be billions of revenue that's coming back into the other companies. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Whether this is uh, they're sort of uh, tip, tipping them off into certain directions. Oh, why don't you check this? Have a look at this source yeah. code. Hey, yeah, why right. don't you ask them this question? You yeah. know? Okay. Because there was a few things in the congressional hearing, and I think it was in the 60 Minutes story, where they take uh, part of the terms and conditions. And there's a part of the terms and conditions that read, and I put this in my story on EFTM, but it reads something about, you know, face and voice, Right. And this congressman's just going hard on it. And when you actually look at the terms and conditions, it's a much longer sentence. 
that refers to um, like features of your face. It doesn't actually look at your pupil dilation. And the, the CEO of TikTok goes, um, I think you're referring to the part of the terms that, that allows us to put the, you know, fake sunglasses on you or silly hats. Like it's, <laughs> they've been very clear in their terms and conditions that the app will be able to look at the picture and go, that's a face. Those are ears, those are eyes, so that we can put silly sunglasses on it. Because, you know, it's like Snapchat, right? They've got to, yeah. at least they're telling you they're doing it, but yeah. it's been taken out of context massively. And it's kind of hilarious. But They're jumping at shadows, eh? Right. Yeah, they are. The, the fact is that anyone that's using TikTok, I, I doubt many people left TikTok as a result of the 60 Minutes story. Yeah. I read some of the comments on Facebook on the 60 Minutes page and most of it was dribble, but there was some people like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm deleting that app now. Okay, cool, cool, yeah, cool, right. cool. Yeah. But I would prefer that we, as I said, I would prefer we had a conversation about yep. permissions and about what data you hand over to these companies that are free. It's a free app. You're the product. Yeah, exactly. So choose right. what yeah. you hand over. Turn yeah. off that app tracking so that they don't know what other apps you're using. Um, that's not that's not unique to TikTok. That's every app has that potential, which is why Apple introduced it. Turn yeah. it off. Great. Yeah. I've always said no to that, and my experience has never differed. Apparently, it's on my costing phone. Facebook a billion dollars a year that app uh, asking it not to track because all yeah. the cross that makes app, sense. Yeah, cross app. Advertising and data sharing is um, is her, is like significantly hitting their bottom line because yeah. it, it it means that when you're advertising on Facebook and it's been a long time since I've done it, but you press boost and you say I want this target audience, I want people who've used, you know, a, a particular app that that allows you to say I want people who are using that app and mm. they can't share that anymore. It's yeah. brilliant. It is for the customer, yeah. Not so much for Facebook. No one gives and these other crap. platforms like with TikTok. Mm. TikTok, if you allow sharing, it's gonna it's gonna do the same thing, hey. Spot on. It's, yeah. That's and that's but the they're all they they're all it. doing it. It's all that's unique to them. It's they're that's all the same. They're all doing the same thing. Spot on. The only difference is that TikTok's parent company is a Chinese company, yeah. and there's this security law in China about the government asking for access to data, and you have to hand it over. And that yeah. may well be true, but. We just don't know that it ever happened. And we don't know that it's also not happening to other companies. Lee Hunter from TikTok says that there are Australian, oh, sorry, Chinese employees of Australian banks working in China. Mm. Well, who's to say they're not um, arms of the Communist Party yeah. that are doing the same thing? Like, it just. Pff. Yeah, I know. There's got to be, a, there's got to be, you got to draw the line. You got, hey, exactly. Like you got to draw the yeah. line somewhere. Yeah. Well, I draw the line on that conversation. And uh, with this, we move on. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, haven't scams just taken over the conversation in the last year or so? How mm. many more we've seen since COVID? Eight hey, scams seem to have just sprouted even oh. in the middle of COVID. Yeah, and coming in all directions: phone, on your text messages, email, you name it. They're coming along. But isn't it great to see that two pretty big players in Australia, the Commonwealth Bank and Telstra, are now partnering? with this new pilot program to help protect their respective customers from scam, from scams. And I and saw this and I, I thought, I love the idea of it, but I'll be honest, I, I struggle with the, the actual physical context of it. Like what, what are we blocking? How's it working? Yeah. Cause it sounds great. Well, the, from my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong, I understand it to be that if there is a call initiated, the tool, the scam indicator tool, can actually uh, in real time detect 
any high risk situations. So Telstra would be monitoring, say, the, the calls coming in from the Ukraine or somewhere suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. Just to use that as an example, not to paint the whole country as a, a, you know what I mean? So say it's coming from, you know, Eastern Europe. Yep. So that, to me, the ComBank would get a real-time uh, notification then using a Telstra API. Right. So that then would give CBA the access, uh, have access as part of its scam detection process, which so uh, it is stops all, is, scammers from calling the banks well, and pretending to be you. The goal is to prevent scams which trick people into transferring large amounts of money. So if you're in the middle of a call where, okay, we need you to transfer this amount of money, Telstra could say, listen, Stephen Fenney's getting a call from some dodgy place. He's a ComBank customer. This is what I – I mean, I I hear you, but this is what I don't fully understand about it. I feel like I need to have a conversation with Telstra about it because I'm not not understanding whether – I mean, they're not listening in on our conversations, right? No. So they're saying uh, they're respecting everyone's privacy, but they've got this. It's like it's like you know how Telstra's got that cleaner pipes initiative. They can yeah. they can get rid of scam emails mm-hmm. and messages before they even hit your phone. Yeah. So using that similar technology, if you're if there's calls that are coming in from suspicious parts of the world, let's just say, and it happens to be a CBA customer, then they might be alerted to the situation, and during that process. They also have uh, access to specific data related to the scam, but not so the privacy is protected. But they'll know that customer seven eight seven four two two seven, not necessarily know knowing who their name their name is and who they are, is potentially on a call with a cyber criminal. Is how I'm understanding it. So, but it also it does build on other CBA safety features, one mm. called name check technology, okay. which was brought in for money transfers. And they've also got new caller verification through the Commonwealth Bank app. So it seems to me that uh, yeah, ComBank are bringing see, that's theirs. Brilliant, right? Yeah. Well, I think what they've done there is is brilliant because, you know, you get those phone calls and they say, can you verify your identity? I'm like, no, you rang me. Sorry. Yeah. What, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll say, I'm sending a, a code to your app. And your app will go ping and you go, okay, it's real. That's definitely yeah. like it's the app. And so you'll hand over that code instead of handing over your personal yeah. details, but you're still verifying that you are who you say you are. Um, and the yeah. same when you call them and, and they want to verify that you're really you, which is probably one of the greatest um, scam prevention technologies, is just to stop people from pretending to be other people. Yeah. Like that's that's a scam, right? The well, scam is it. identity they're, they're, fraud. It's the person on the other end who's who's saying they're they're saying all oh, this is me and the, the person on the other end believes they're the party they're doing business with and want yeah. and they transfer hand over their money. So it's it is that extra layer of protection, but um it, it is uh it, it, it's it, it is using AI as well. As part like Telstra have got AI in place and I think we can say safely say that it's gotten to a point where it's gotten so good that it's now being applied to calls yeah. because before it was just messages and, and emails. Mm. So I reckon that their, their learnings, the data and the AI they've gained and learned from the pre, from the other cleaner pipes, text messages and ma- and email, they've got a pretty good Rolodex of uh, all the suspicious actors around the world and where calls and text messages are coming from. So I reckon that's where they're using that as their basis for maybe identifying these suspicious calls and potential mm. fraudulent 
transfers. I mean, the Telstra's biggest advantage here, certainly over pretty much every other telco, is scale. You know, yeah. They've just got so many calls coming through. They've just got so many um, customers. And, and yeah. you've got, got to remember, this applies to Telstra and CBA customers. They've got to be in both camps, yes. um, which is also an incentive in terms of Telstra's yeah. uh, push here is to retain. I've got one out of two. Well, you got to be you got to be both, mate. You got to yeah. be both. <laughs> um, but that I think that's that's to bottom line. I I love the fact that Telstra just keeps chipping away. You know, oh, yeah. They, yeah. they they're doing SMS, they're doing phone blocking, they're doing as much as they can wherever they can. This may not have, I guess, the same level of of impact as those things, but it but on, on a scale number, like it might not be as many calls as it does. Yeah. You know. Detect, Oh, but no, on a scale, it, when yeah. when you're at the point of having a phone conversation with a scammer or with a bank about you know transferring money, yeah, that's when the reality is probably thousands of dollars, and that's why yeah. this is so important, I reckon. But isn't it? I, I I understand that the telcos are kind of helping each other out with this. There's sort of a there isn't my, the age, my concern the is we haven't saying, heard a lot of the cross telco talk since they kind of announced that they were doing it. I think under the auspices of a government. Wasn't the, didn't but, the ACCC sort of say, listen, this is what you have to do? Yeah. And look, I respect Telstra, but I think they should be sharing their technology with all the other telcos. Because you'd think, right, you look at the two main parts of a scam is how the scam gets to you, which is often the network, cellular networks, internet, yep. right? And the other half of it is where your money sits, which is financial institutions and banks. Yep. So isn't it logical that these two... Spot on. Bodies yeah. get together and say, "Listen, let's let's help each other to protect each other's customers." What shouldn't this have been done years ago? Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> but you, you know the thing, though, and I, I know that this that there are like I think privacy is a big barrier to getting to the bottom of things like this. Like, yeah. I've heard cases of like oh, I I can give you the like I transferred some money to this person. I, I've got their details, and you know, this is the, I bought something off this person, didn't receive it. Here's their details. Yeah. Go get them. They go, yeah. sorry, for privacy reasons, we can't do that. So I think in the case of a, how I understand it, if, if it's a transfer where you've physically a, a, a approved and, and done the transfer, then that's too bad. You've, you've done it. No one held a gun to your head. You did yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But it's, if it was a credit card transaction, that is potentially you can get your money back. Yeah. Is that how you understand it? Yeah, I think so. And that's the thing. Um, in fact, I was I was talking to Andrew Bolt on Sky. He got scammed. His credit card must have got swiped or something because yeah. his wife's card, like like 10000 bucks worth of purchases. And <laughs> and I'm like, so his, his, his message was like, he's fine because the bank's going to give the money back, but all the small businesses are going to lose their money because they handed over the product and then they're going to have to give back the money. It's kind of really, it's a really disappointing thing, but... So we have a kind of good process in terms of fraud that way, but it's not the same when it comes to you transferring money. Yeah, exactly right. So that that's kind of a – it's not like they – like the credit card fraud seems to be some sort of trick involved. Although I've got a story of my own. Years ago, I've noticed these odd transactions on my business Commonwealth Bank card, yeah. my business Commonwealth Bank credit card, and – I said to him, how the hell did this happen? I've never, this has never been out of my sight, this card. I only use it for business transactions. And they said, well, you know what? They just guessed it. They guessed your number and what? used it. That's exactly the response they gave me. I said, are you joking? Don't they need my, 
expiry date and the the three digit code on the back and they said no not for all transactions and I'm thinking oh that's terrific yeah I mean thankfully yeah. that's changed a lot over oh, the years oh let's right? hope so no but it, it's it's these little things like if you've transferred money to another person you've got their account details mm. what's to stop the Commonwealth Bank or any other bank saying okay you want to lodge a formal inquiry yeah let's go yeah uh, if this person hasn't defrauded me what have they got to hide yeah like it's just it, it, there's this a lot of things a lot of the laws that are actually protecting cyber criminals in this way yeah once you break them down then they're going to it's going to be a bit harder for them to achieve their their scam get your act together law enforcement that's jeez. what Stephen's saying jeez two blokes talking taking read about the uh Telstra and CBA deal at eftm.com and techguide.com.au everything about tech you never wanted to know this is two blokes talking tech Two Blokes Talking Tech uh, is proudly supported by Arlo, our great sponsor. And have a guess what, Trev? What? Arlo has surpassed 2 million paid subscribers in Australia. Isn't that wild? Can you believe it? So the, the, the paid subscription offers a lot of advantages and the the your camera becomes even more valuable and resourceful because it includes things like advanced object detection. So you can... Uh, process and filter 50 million events a day. Would you believe that's what they do? Yeah. But so what it does, it breaks down your your notifications into people, packages, vehicles, and animals. So you're not getting any of these false notifications of a tree swaying in the breeze that's going to get your attention. Yep. There's also even even better smart interactive notifications. So you'll see you can take quicker action to and by responding to the rich notifications or viewing an animated preview of a notification video through the lock screen, rather than having to unlock and then react, you can do it from the lock screen. And that is one of Arlo's like supreme features over and above many others. When you get a notification, it's just not a Bing notification. It's a, a little animated GIF of what it is notifying you of. So you can literally see it. Um, smart activity zone, so you can actually highlight areas rather than getting notifications in you know, the sky and things like that. You know, obviously got 4K cloud-based video recording. And then there's a whole range of amazing features coming with Arlo Secure and Arlo Safe joining together as part of the package for Arlo, where we, we're going to have some amazing home security options coming from Arlo. And the best thing is the prices have come down. Not just yeah, the right. prices of the cameras, as, we, as we've talked about in recent weeks, but the actual price of the subscription is coming down too. So it's, it's essentially better value to get Arlo and secure get now. Yeah, that's right. Well, they start currently at $12.99 per month to support unlimited home security devices as well. So, uh, and that's with up to all, the, that's with 4K video recordings as well. Up to 30 days, they'll store your video recordings in the cloud if you're part of the Arlo Secure. And you do get three months free subscription when you purchase an Arlo camera. And if you choose to keep that, of course, and many do, as we see, 2 million subscribers, uh, that is your option. Uh, you can join 2 million people and be part of the Arlo family. Uh, and all the details are at arlo.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Now, I know you wrote about this uh, on techguide.com.au and I've just published a review at eftm.com. Aldi's special buy this weekend is a... Uh, 75-inch TV. And this is not the first time they've had a 75-inch TV. It's not the first time they've had a great price on a TV at all. But this one's $899. And i got to tell you, I've probably tested 
15 Aldi TVs over the last five, six years. This is the best one I've ever seen. Right. Is it 899 or 999? Has it come down? It's 899. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was yeah. 999. And yep. what it had was normally Netflix, uh, YouTube, and um, Amazon, normally Amazon Prime. That was, that was the three apps and nothing else. Good luck to get anything else. <laughs> they did, I think, have a couple of Google TVs or Android TVs. And then they went to LG's WebOS. It was like, what is going on here? It's like yep. a magic remote, the whole thing. But so last Bourne, year, Born did this. Born did this, yeah. Because Echo did it too, EKO. Remember yeah. those? They were selling through Big W. They went to WebOS. So last year, at the end of the year, Born went Samsung Tizen. Tizen. So this TV, when you turn it on, if you covered up the Born logo, mate, you would tell me it's a Samsung. Okay. Sign in with your Samsung account. It's the whole really? same setup process. It's so, Stephen, you'll remember the Samsung user interface from two years ago that yep. when you press the home button, the lower third of the yes. screen came up with icons. Whereas now you press the home button, the whole screen kind of takes over and it's yeah. more of you a whole little window screen. at what you're currently watching. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't like the new one. I prefer the old one. Okay. Um, this born TV has that older version of Tizen where yeah. you press the home button up comes a, a bottom menu with all the apps and right. out of the box. Once you connect to the internet, these apps are all there as icons <laughs> and they quickly yep. download. Netflix, Prime, Disney, YouTube, Stan, Binge, KO, Foxtel. Paramount Plus? <coughs> Paramount Plus too? I haven't searched for it. I'll, well, I'll you do can it get it on a Samsung TV. You should be able to get it on a – You should be able to get it on there. Yeah, on Tizen. Um, it's very hard for me to talk and search at the same time. But let me tell you this. This thing's snappy. Yep. Like normally when you get a cheap TV with like – even with Android on it, and mm. Google or Android TV – you know, response time on the remote, load time, and all. Mate, this thing's snappy as heck. Mm. Like, it's really good. Load time. I watched 30, 40 seconds of The Mandalorian. You'd be very proud. Is that all? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> um, oh. There's a bloke with a green face and another dude with a, with a mask on, which is obviously The Mandalorian, whatever. Anyway, it's the same as any cheap TV, right? Yep. Your, your blacks are a very dark gray. There's a bit of blooming around um, around words. But that's also what happens on the cheapest of any brand TV, JB Hi-Fi. If you spend yeah. $500 or less on a TV, JB Hi-Fi, you're going to get those same features. Yeah. I think people need to have their expectations in the right place. I think yeah. I said in my preview story the fact that don't expect this is going to be better than a Samsung TV because it's like thinking a, a Hyundai is going to be better than a Rolls-Royce. It's not. They basically do the same thing, but the – the processing and the the panel and the quantum dot and the Neo QLED, that's, that's the difference between this and an and the other brand of TV. Paramount Plus is not there. It's not. So I reckon it's because Paramount Plus is available on the newer version of Samsung oh, TVs. Okay. It's not available on this level of the – who right? gives a shit? Who, who's got Paramount, Paramount, Paramount Plus, hello, 1883, 1923. If you uh, were to do a, a rating, if you were to do a ranking of streaming services – Think about this. Netflix, Prime, Disney, YouTube, Stan, Binge, KO, Foxtel. Paramount's behind those. So 
Is Disney Plus on there? Did you say Disney yep, Plus? Disney okay. Plus is on there. Um, yeah, new show that we'll I might discuss in the private feed. Rabbit Rabbit Hole with okay. uh, on Prime on uh, Paramount Plus. Okay, starring Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not bad. We like Kiefer. We like yep. Kiefer. Um, so bottom line, this is not a beautiful sleek TV like your yep. your, your Samsung Neo. So it's got a bezel around it's got it. A decent size bezel around yep. it. And it's a by the way, seventy five inch yeah. TV. This yep. thing's enormous, yep. huge. You're going to need a mate and a big car or van. So like, you can buy it at the store. It's not just an online purchase, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've got You've to, to be at the store puppy. to buy it. You can't just get online and do it. Yep. You've got to queue up you got for this turn puppy. Up. Yep. Turn up. Right turn up and get there. Um, okay. That's that's how you're going to get it. You know, take a take a trolley and take, take yeah. a bloody – Take a couple of mates with you. Yeah, and a big car. Like, put yeah. it to you this way. My Kia Carnival is a big car. Out of the box – this TV lying flat and it fills the back to the to the millimeter. Yeah. In the box, it wouldn't fit in the car. So you need to ring up your mate who's got a Ute or something. You need like a that. proper van or yeah. a proper Ute. Yeah. Simple as that. But okay. I, I genuinely, I, I think it's it's the best born TV they've released. So the bang best for your buck. Bang for your buck, right? So it's got three no, HDMI ports, so you can attach your 4K player, set top box, gaming console. Yep. It's got two USB ports, which could be used to – you can play back media from the drives, from mm-hmm. a thumb drive or a hard drive, apparently. And can you record from a drive? You know how there's that feature on some Tizens? Can you know. record? I didn't plug yeah. a drive in. Um, but, yeah, the fact that it's Tizen and also runs on Samsung TVs is pretty good. Yeah. Did you also test out the soundbar, the 60-watt soundbar? No, I didn't bother with the soundbar. I yeah. just went straight for the TV. What does the sound know. like without soundbars? Any good? Sounds okay, but I, like for a TV like this, if you're buying a nine hundred dollar TV, yep. spend the extra two or three hundred on a bloody soundbar. Now Aldi have a soundbar for one hundred and twenty nine. Yep, it'll be a million times better than what this TV offers. Yeah, but just imagine for a moment. And again, I've talked about this before. Stephen has an eye, an eye for the resolution for blooming, all those different things. I don't, so I could watch this TV in absolute peace and love it. Yeah, and if I put you know, like a JBL or a Sonos soundbar on it, man. I'd be sitting there going, "This is oh yeah, wild, absolutely, yeah." Not everyone. I, I sit, I sit there with my wife saying, oh, see this? Look how good, how sharp that is." You go, "Shut yeah, up, Steve. I don't care. I don't care. Just let, shut up and let me watch the movie." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I reckon they'll sell out of this on the weekend. Oh, Dan, most definitely. That's my tip. Most definitely. All right. Details uh, of the of the product are at, e- at uh, techguide.com.au and, and some photos and review at eftm.com. This is two blokes talking tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. AI has captured everyone's imagination, would you say, Trev? In, oh, especially generative AI, which is generative. what is chat GPT. Yep. Uh, there has been uh, some research done by our mates at Telsite to say that, you know, would you believe there's more than a million people in Australia have been using chat GPT? That was as of January. Wow. There were, there's already a million people in Australia who've already adopted the new technology, so ChatGPT. Wow. And they're also saying that one in five Australians aged 16 or older are aware of ChatGPT. Yep. Uh, and taking it even further, there's even talk of how this will affect their jobs and their lives moving forward. So I'm looking at techguide.com.au and you've, you've published a bit of the data here and they, they've got one of the big questions is, which of the following jobs do you think will be lost in yeah. the future? And they say customer service, and that's partly true. I 58%, think fifty-eight percent. Yeah. If you think well, about, I think that look that talks about 
like uh, like talking Over to a help phone. desk or a yeah, exactly. chat yeah. bot on the website. Yeah. It wouldn't won't replace the 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 head receptionist at a hotel or anything no. like that. Like we're talking I about. I like the third one, accounting services. I think that's wise <laughs> because, you know, they, they – I mean, I've talked to this before where if you think about it, an, a generative AI that also is research. So ChatGPT has knowledge up until 2021. Yeah. But you let one of them read the stock market in real time every day, that's going to get some wild stuff. You don't stuff. reckon someone's looking at that already? I would say all the big stockbroking firms are investing billion, millions in it. I do love question. that there's a few services like halfway down, like the following jobs you think will be lost in the future due to generative AI, yeah. medical services, some medical services. If Dr. Google's going to be replaced by Dr. <laughs> ChatGPT. What about journalism? Well, I mean, they've all, like seen it's already using it to generate some, some content. Oh, my God. It happens. Yeah. But doesn't it, doesn't Google, can't Google detect AI-produced content and it won't rank? It won't. Um, Maybe. It won't. Um, what are the, what's the word for it? It won't. It won't. Um, yeah, it won't, won't. Won't. Won't feature it in the. Won't in the feature top it. Of the yeah, it, it won't um, register it or whatever it is. Yeah. What about the the sort of the, the like Australians aged eighteen to thirty four? Their intent to use the technology is pretty high, so they're they're thinking, how cool is this? Yeah, forty nine percent. We've That's heard huge. about. We've heard about obviously in education, and some states have some state education departments have banned the use of it. But I think what what we what we sort of hit on a few few weeks ago was how it could be used to help you, and that's, that's right. Interesting how the most popular tasks for ChatGPT, according to this study, is number one, language translation; ah. number two, brainstorming ideas; thirty-four percent, yeah, I like summarizing it. long documents; brilliant, helping with research. Yeah, so that could be, I think, in education that you could you can't. You're not going to get in trouble using it like that, but if you use it, if you ask it to write your essay for you, then hello. I said that from the get go when all these dramas about you know teachers yeah. and stuff came up. I'm like, as a kid, I didn't read the books. I just went to the news agents and bought the summary, and <laughs> you know, read that. You didn't and, read the book. And, you and, bought the and, crib notes, did you? Is that what yep. you bought? And then, wow. and then when the teacher asks a question, be the first to answer it. So then everyone else is going to answer all the other questions. Done. Wow. You have it sorted, mate. You but so, sorted. like, and I think about it from a study perspective, right? You're in English and you, you're studying for a, you know, exam and you're like, okay, I need to refresh my memory on, you know, Shakespeare's Othello. Yeah. Or what are the main you know. themes of King Lear? Ex- and just, just, and that yeah. just goes right here, boom. Now let yeah. me take those themes and let me, you know, yeah. write my notes on it. Like, yeah. it, it can be seen as a negative, but genuinely... If used correctly, well, so you could eventually get that as long as you're not submitting anyway. its work. Yeah. Yes, but that's the that's the point is you've yeah. got to find you've got to dig to find it on on Google and you've got to verify it. So the biggest challenge will be how accurate are the results it's giving, and how how's it being used? How's the output being used? Once you cover those two things off, I, man, I'm super excited about. it. I think it's great. I think the interesting part where the research research said research said 35 percent of workers are already expecting machines, AI or robots that could, could take over their duties. Wow. 42% of this group reckons it's going to, they're going to be replaced within five years. Wow. 71% within 10 years. I don't know what sort of jobs these people have got. You know what I reckon? They may be customer service jobs. I reckon FOAD should be worried. <laughs> Do you reckon the reckon, research? They get I the research. Research. <laughs> like yeah, there doesn't get, say research services yeah, in this list. You get AI. Hey? <laughs> to ask a thousand people fifty questions about the future of work, 
Wow. It's going to get some good answers. Mate, who's to say he's not already ahead of, a step ahead, mate? He might have already put in that in place. In terms of planning his retirement, that's what wow. I'd do if I was you, wow. Foad. Foad, on fire. He's a top bloke, Foad, but gee whiz, <laughs> AI is coming for you, buddy. Wow. It's good also data. Too, interestingly, yeah, they, uh, the research shows that there are people willing to pay for it too, the pill, pay for AI assistance. Right. 9% said to be willing to pay if it helps them daily. And they'd be on average willing to pay just under ten bucks a month to have mm. that sort of that sort of daily assistance from a AI assistant, a generative AI assistant. They can help them with their job and their daily life and make life easier for themselves. Make mm. more money. Lovely. I don't know. I um so I've done a story, I actually don't know when it'll go to air because I haven't done a voiceover for it, so I assume it's gonna be a while. Um, but I did a story on AI. Because ChatGPT's you know been upgraded and all that, so it's just continually evolving. Um, uh, I did a story on AI for the Today Show, and I'm trying to work out how I bloody log into this thing because I was gonna, I was gonna share with you, Stephen, um, one of the, <laughs> one of the photos that I um, that I created. Um, but the problem is the website's not, not letting me log in. Is this the, um, image generation sort of AI? So draw me a picture of a dinosaur eating a bowl of cornflakes or something like that. So it's a bit different. This one is, um, the way it works is you train a model. So imagine it's a photo studio, right? So you have, um, you know, you, you want to, you want to model, in a white dress, uh, blonde hair, standing there so that you can use it as a stock image or something right. like that, right? Yeah. That, that's essentially kind of how it works. Okay. But you can you, – so you can go, I want to choose this model and then I want them to be in this position, like standing in a cafe at uh, a different time of day and like all this kind of stuff. It's wild. And the thing is, if you upload enough photos of you, you can train – a model of you. So you can say to it, okay, I want this model to, um, to be standing in, in this position. I want it to, I want you to generate in landscape photos. It's mate. (laughs) Sounds kinky. Okay. When I say position, (laughs) take your mind out of the gutter, you filthy bugger. Um, that's not what it's doing. (laughs) I'm sure some people will have put applied in that kind of way though, mate. Yeah, no, well, no, but it, it can't be done. It's, this is like poses and positions ah, and stuff like that. It's okay. like um, I want to be standing in front of uh, the Great Pyramids of Giza or something like right, that, right? Okay, I understand. That's the kind yeah. of thing we're, we're talking about. Okay. But it's, mate, I did it for, um, I did. I created a, a model of me um, and then I created one of Carl. Hopefully we use those photos because it was, it was intense. But I will. I'll find a place where I can share them so all of our listeners can see them as well. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a strange new world where uh, where we're jumping into because Is it ever? you've got this um, this ability to um, generate text, you know, through ChatGPT. Yep. Then you've got the kind of concept of um, creating a photo. Then I was testing some that create videos. So like a, yeah. you know, a model, you type the words, it says it. Yeah, and a person speaks for your words, yeah. Then you got one where you type words and it will and it will record it, but you can actually train that voice. So like training a voice that um, like sounds like you. Yeah. So I did this. I, 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 um, I trained 
my voice to this model. But the problem was it came up very, like it had an American twang to it. Ah, uh, kind of didn't, didn't get your accent right. Yeah, it didn't get the accent right, which is okay. kind of, of course, we're Australian. They're not going to find yeah, all these I've things. Heard for, I've heard foreigners doing that, and the foreign accent was sort of wiped into a US accent, American accent. I've yeah, heard the same. And that, yeah. that's exactly, so it was, that's what happened with mine, where it was like, it, you could hear me in it. Like you could kind of hear me in it, but it just, you could tell that it was American. So it didn't kind of work in that yeah, sense. Right. But mate, it was it was wild. So yeah, um, mate. To be honest, I'm still excited about it. I think it's exciting. Mate, there's a lot of potential, I think, and and it being an assistant rather than taking over the world, it, it can help us be better. Mm. I think is the key here. It's not going to do things and take over. It's going to make us better at our jobs, better at doing things. How could you make me better? <laughs> Don't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can uh, read the details of the Telsite survey at techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And, of course, we are proudly supported by the great people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all your networking needs. And I've said it often, there's there's not just a, a, a small range, there's a huge range of products at Netgear, from the Orbi mesh Wi-Fi systems to the Nighthawk system, whether it's an individual modem router or a, or a, a mesh system from Nighthawk. The Nighthawk range is designed for those families, those households where there's a little bit more, uh, I guess, high-end users. So let's say you've got a gamer in your life. They're going to want what we call QoS, quality of service. With a Nighthawk router, you can say that device there, let's say the Xbox or the PlayStation, that has priority on our network. And that means that it is the, it's the most important data going across your network, which means that if everyone else in the household is streaming, the, inter, the, the lag won't be introduced to the gaming, it's the streaming that'll, that'll, that'll uh, suffer if there's any issues with your internet connection. It'll make the most of it. Plus, there's the portable Nighthawk range for the mobile hotspots and, of course, the standard Orbi range of mesh Wi-Fi products. Huge range. Uh, they've got Wi-Fi covered if you need anything to do with connectivity. Netgear's got you covered. Proud supporters. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You can find out more at netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. And just quickly, I will not be able to take advantage of probably the most important update to Foxtel <laughs> in my lifetime. I will. I will. Have you signed up for F1 TV, Stephen? Not yet. So F1 TV is a product that's been out in, let's say, America for, I think, three years. And the idea was that in, play, in countries where there's no TV rights, people could sign up pay like a hundred bucks to formula one and they could watch the race. They could have, oh. you could actually choose cameras from different um, so drivers. Pay extra money for this. Just I'm, I'm giving <laughs> you background, Stephen, pay attention for the last three years. It's been available in countries where there's no broadcast rights. So okay. that those people would happily pay to get the formula one, but also you're getting, it's in an app. You can watch live timing. You can choose the cameras on boards, all that kind of stuff. So it's a real F1 nerd thing. Absolutely. Last year when uh, Patrick Delaney announced they, Foxtel had secured an, a long-term, they didn't say how many years or how much money they paid, but a long-term rights deal to the Formula One. They also announced they were bringing the F1 TV app to Foxtel subscribers. What about my camera zooming yeah, in on my hand? on your hand. That's a bit, <laughs> what have Sorry. you been doing before this, mate? <clears throat> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so I wrote a scathing article of Foxtel because I got up at 2 a.m. in the morning, came here to the office where I have an IQ box for the first Grand Prix of the year, and there was 
No app. There was nothing extra. What? It was like, pfft. turns out they were still testing it. And they tested oh. it for the first two races of the year. This weekend for the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, Foxtel subscribers with an IQ4 or an IQ5 box can get Formula One TV. So I don't know what you're going to see, but what you need to do today, open up your Foxtel box, click on apps. That's where your Netflix, your ABC iView, all that stuff yeah. is. And there's a big F1 logo. Click on it. And it's a bit of a strange process. Then you've got to go on your computer or your phone to the F1 website and sign up for an account. Then you've got to click link and you've got to link it to your Foxtel account and put in your login details. Then you've got to go to your Foxtel box and type in annoyingly with the remote your F1 TV login. And then you get the app. So you get all these, there's all these behind the scenes documentary stuff. There's Formula 2 content. But I assume during the race, you'll be able to choose cameras to have a whole range of things. The actual F1 TV in non-rights holding countries, you can watch all 20 drivers. You can choose any camera. All right, so you can choose, the, I want to watch. <laughs> I just want to follow Oscar, Oscar Piastri's car. I want to I see want to sit on cockpit. the top of his car and drive along with him yeah, the whole race. Wow. I don't know whether they're going to give us every camera on the F1 TV app. I'll tell you right now, if they don't, people are going to be up in arms. It's going to be a right. big drama. They're already up in arms because I am convinced because I wrote it that I heard Patrick Delaney say last year this would also be available to KO subscribers or there'd be additional content for KO. Uh, no, nah, they've said no. Nah, there's nothing new really? for KO subscribers because KO allows you already to split screen and they've got a few different angles, but I want all the drivers. Like, I want right. to watch the race with the timing, the main yeah. feed, Oscar, and maybe a pit lane camera. Mate, so does this it's mean, huge. So what's the cost, though? If you're a, for, if you're a Fox, if you're a Fox subscriber, subscriber, it's free. Right? Zero. But, and so registering on the, on the site is also free. You've just got yes. to create an account. You've just got to create an account. So oh, bottom it. line, you've got to have an IQ4 or an IQ5 box. I would do, do you it have, now. Do you have one of those? Or IQ5, not? yeah. Okay. You going to do it? I've done it. Mate, please. Done it. But it's I'll be good. at the but Grand Prix. it's not going to be working until this weekend. That's right. It ah. works now. You can log in. You can see there's like little documentaries there. There's previous races. There's all old stuff there. Lots of content to watch right now. It. I've got but, an IQ5 right here. But I don't know what the live experience is going to be on Sunday. And that's what so I'm So you say it's IQ4 four and 5? 4 and 5. Okay. I've yep. got a 4 in here. Yeah. So I'll be in the uh, in the grandstand at Albert Park. So I won't be watching F1 TV. Would it be better to do it on the – I've got the IQ5 in the theater. Would it be better to have it on a bigger screen, you reckon? I think so. If one go big F1's or go home? definitely better go big go home. So so this comes on top of the broadcast is that is that what happens and then you Again, I choose I, I what I want I, what I hope for is a KO like experience where you can go I want the main broadcast here and then show me a couple of different cameras here. Ah oh, right. So you can have uh, how many windows can you have up to four? I don't know mate. I don't know. <laughs> I said to them can you I said to them after the first race when I bagged them heavily I said let me trial it for you during the second race. Oh, like let me help. Yeah. Crickets. Didn't hear a thing. Yeah. And then I said to them, can you send me photos of what it looks like? Didn't nah. get any photos. Right. Um, so you want to trial it for you while you're down there, mate? I just don't think you'd be capable of really understanding what <laughs> I want to see. But, yes, definitely send me whatever happens. I want to know what's there, how good it is or how bad it is. I think I'm going to hear okay. from people. I will get messages on the weekend from people who are either happy or disappointed with it. Because right. the problem with Formula One is we take the, the coverage from Sky Sports in the U.K., Yep. And Sky Sports in the UK, throughout the whole broadcast, they go, press the red button now and you can get access to all 20 driver cameras. <laughs> if we don't get what Sky Sports is doing, mate, Australians will lose their minds and Foxtel will cop yep. a hammering. Okay. Well, so hey, we'll I'm going to set it up tonight. Get it happening.
All right, all that uh, all that's happening this weekend. The details are at eftm.com. Uh, we better and we better go. That's heading, a wrap. And you're heading down there, eh? With the I'm family. going down there. The whole family, family. trip. Wow. Yeah, we've got the tickets are in the email now. I've got it in my Google wallet. And Jacko's got it on his phone. Mate, I'm ready. We are ready. Wow. Uh, remind me close? in the private feed to talk about packing for that trip. That's okay, you're, you're staying close to the track or where are you staying? Yeah, we've got a little Melbourne? place in South Bank, so it's an easy train oh, Airbnb. Ride. Yep. Oh, yep. Nice. Yep. No expense mate. spared, mate. Doing very well. If Amanda knew how much I'm spending on this. <laughs> it's business expense, mate. Um, I, I just need to write a story. Yep, good point. Oh, yep. yeah. Definitely. Well, we spoke about it right now. There you go. Written off already. Boom. <laughs> All right, people. Uh, great to have your company. Thank you for downloading, and we appreciate you your tuning in. Uh, thank you for enjoying the remote episode. Uh, Stephen's in Uluru. He's not really, but that's why we're doing it this way. Yeah. Um, and I was look, in Uluru, then I got sick, and then other things happened, but and you're hearing me anyway. Value add, we're going to release the episode a day early. So you're yeah. listening to us a day early, and that's big time. That's big news, folks. So enjoy. Yeah. Massive. All right, Stephen, uh, yeah, hope you're feeling Thank 100% you. real soon, and uh, I'll you. see you soon. Bye-bye. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.